Welcome to the Write Something Worthy podcast, where we teach emerging authors how to ditch the fear, confusion, and overwhelm of writing a bestseller-worthy non-fiction book. And now, your host, Tonya Brockett. Greetings, everyone. Tanya here. And this week, I want to share tip number two from my upcoming book, Top 10 Tips for Nonfiction Authors. Last week, we talked about the first tip, which was gratitude. And this week, we're going to talk about the tip to create a vision. So as an author, it's ideal to create a vision for your book. Not only for your book, but the publishing process and what you want the end result to be. You know, this is true in our lives, whether it's, you know, if we're entrepreneurs and we are looking to launch a business, we have to have a vision for where that business is going to go as well, right? So why not have the same thing for your book? It's one of the first things that I do with new clients, especially when I'm going to be helping them to craft that book, right? I want to know where it is that you intend to go with this so that I can help you to stay in line with your vision, but also to help you to achieve it. So when you think about a vision for your book, what do you want to do or be or have as a result of having a quality book project? What do you want to see as an outcome of writing something worthy? Why do you even want to write the book? What is your big why? And is that enough to keep you moving and motivated when you come up against blocks or you can't find an editor or when, you know, something goes haywire and your cover design gets lost, whatever. What's going to help you to persevere? What's going to be that North Star that keeps you looking up and keeps your eyes on the prize so that you can get to the end result of having your book published? Establish that vision. And once you know what you want to create and why, then you can have a lot more fun enlarging that vision and making it something that you're excited to pursue. All of this starts with the imagination. Neville Goddard said that all things exist in the human imagination and all phenomena are solely produced by imagining. Everything in our physical world was once first a figment in someone's imagination. That car you drive, that airplane that you fly in, that rocket that you watch head up to space, that cell phone that you use every day to call your clients and your agent, that internet, oh my gosh, and that app that's on your phone. All of these things were first sparked and imagined before they were brought into our physical existence. The same can hold true for you as an author. Your book idea was first just a thought, and now you're seeking to make it a reality. Visualize it being so, and you can make it so. And you know, 
the beauty of it is you have a lot of people out there like me who can help you to make it so, who can help you to bring it to fruition, who can help you to keep your vision in front of you and help you to make it happen. You know, in part three of the mindset of a bestseller course, uh, you can get that at mindsetofabestseller.com. There's a quote from Dr. Bob Rotella, who is America's premier sports psychologist. And he says, exceptional people create their own reality. The exceptional person has a vision of great performances, of a great career, of a great something, and doesn't care about what others may say, might say, or think. He ignores information that suggests his dream is unrealistic. He just sets about making that vision a reality. That's what I want for you. Imagine your best book publishing experience and then make it a reality. It is absolutely within your realm. It is within your reach. It is within your capability to make it so. And it doesn't matter. You've heard me say it before. It doesn't matter whether you can't write, whether your grammar sucks, whether you transpose every other letter and word. It doesn't matter. Those things don't matter. Your vision for being a published author can still come true. There are ways to work around all those other issues. Now, some people counter the whole vision thing, the whole visualization thing, saying that they can't do it. They can't visualize. They can't make up stuff in their head and they can't believe that it can become a reality for them. And so, well, that might be true for some people, but I'd like to challenge you to Try an exercise about visualization that comes from that mindset course I mentioned that can provide some proof that you can actually manifest something into your physical reality or create this mind-body connection that you don't seem to believe you can do. All right? All right. So... In this exercise, I'm just going to do a truncated version of it. You can get the longer version in the in the mindset course. But in this exercise, you are going to create a lemon out of nothing. And that lemon is going to create a physical reaction in you. Okay? Bear with me. Now, I, I read about this exercise from uh, the book... Poppycock by the late Jeff Hoff. Jeff um, has a wonderful book that shows people that they actually can be creative. Uh, it, the subtitle of his book is just absolutely awesome. It's a curmudgeon's look at the myths that keep writers from writing. <laughs> he is a, he's got so much fun stuff in this book. I've got a referral link in the show notes, but you can just use Tanya Loves Me, Tanya Loves dot me forward slash poppycock. <laughs> and you can uh, grab a hold of his book on Amazon. But so on 
page 23 in my mindset course, I talk about this book and I talk about the exercise. And it goes something like this. Sit down and think of a lemon. You you look at a lemon and it's got this yellow skin and it's kind of almost waxy smooth and it's a little bit bumpy in texture when you run your fingers across it, right? But it's, it's a nice little uh, lemon there. Now, in your mind, pick up that lemon and take a nice sharp knife, a paring knife, and cut into the lemon. Cut it in, cut it in half. When you're first cutting, you know, sometimes it resists a little, but then, whoosh, it just slices really easy. It opens up, and inside that lemon is just nice, cool, and moist, pleasant odor. It's citrusy. It's fruity. It's refreshing. Imagine that tart, clean smell for a moment. And then touch the inside of the lemon with your finger. You know, it's wet. It's a smooth wetness. But you also feel the lemon pulp that's inside. Maybe even a seed will pop out. Now pick up half of that lemon and raise it up to your mouth. Now, I want you to tilt your head back a little bit so that you can take this lemon and squeeze it. But you might want to close your eyes because you know how sometimes those lemons will squirt right into your eyes, right? So take just one little squeeze and squeeze a drop of that lemon juice right under your tongue. It's a cool, tart drop. And it rolls to the back of your tongue. Now, did that make your mouth pucker a little bit? Or, or water a little bit? You get this little, this is going to be the sour lemon going into my mouth. Well, if it did anything to you in that exercise, if you took that lemon and you visualized it and you held it up and you put a little drop in your mouth and you felt that little twinge in your tongue or the side of your cheeks because it was tart, then you actually created a lemon in your own mind that also stimulated a physical reaction in you. Now, I hope that worked for you. If it didn't work for you, then I didn't take enough time to actually go through the exercise. I, I will apologize for that. But you created a lemon out of nothing, out of your imagination. That shows that you are creative and it is possible for you to visualize something so much that it creates a physical reaction in you. I know I have seen an exercise that Jack Canfield did. I honestly don't know in what, you know, whether it's a training program or whatever, but he did a similar exercise except he did it with being on the edge of a building that had, um, you know, you're on a high rise, right? And you're looking over the edge and you feel the wind and you see the cars really small down in the bottom of the street and so forth. And you feel the sensation of being up there. Now, take the railing away. What does that feel like in your body? Oh my gosh. It totally sends chills up my spine. So if there are exercises like that that you can experience where you can find that you truly can 
see something and experience something in your mind and have it create a physical reaction in your body. That, my friends, is, is something that you can do with just about anything in your life. You can create mental images that impact your physical being. So, uh, those things can be really, really powerful if you go through, you know, a truly um, uh, exciting exercise like that for real and just learn how to visualize, learn how to feel what you're creating, learn how to really buy into the picture that you're making in your mind. And it's amazing what an impact it can have on you. Now, turn that into um, what it means for your book. When you're thinking of your book and your book project and, and what you want to accomplish from it, what you want that book to do for you, when you're thinking of your why, why you're writing that book, visualize those things coming to pass. See them in your mind's eye. Feel the feelings that you're going to feel when they happen. How excited will you be when first you get your first copy of your book in your own hands? That is always a thrill. I love it. So you get your first copy, even if it's the proof copy, right? And you're just trying to make sure it's right. Get the first proof copy in your hands and you just feel the excitement of it. You feel the paper and you flip it open and you're like, ah, there it is. So that same excitement, feel that while you're thinking about your book project that you're about to create. Just have those feelings of joy and excitement and everything just come up within your body and you can literally feel it. Visualize that. And then see your book climbing in the ranks on Amazon. See it reaching. Oh, there it is at number 50. Oh, there it is at number 25. Oh, yes, there it is at number 10. And oh, yes, I have a number one bestseller. Feel that excitement. Who, who are all the people that you're going to be calling when that happens, right? You Oh, my God, look on Amazon right now. There's my book. So <laughs> visualize that really get in touch with it. It's amazing how great that can feel. And when you can get into the feeling place of that visualization, lock it in. Because that's what you want to feel every time you think about your book project. That's what you want to feel when you're stuck on a chapter that doesn't seem to be moving. You want to go back to that feeling and say, hey, no, I've got this book out. It is done. It is awesome. It's climb to number one. Feel that. There's an exercise that is in my Bebop course, the Rocket Book Outline program that you can get at outlineyourbooks.com. That exercise creates so much fun for me, quite frankly, because a lot of times my clients will go through this exercise before we have our first meetings. And they, the exercise is this. They are having lunch with me. They're supposed to imagine, in their imagination, they are having lunch with me a year from now. And they're t I ask them, hey, I heard you published a book. How did that go? 
and they're telling me all the great things that have happened in their book project. They tell me, oh my gosh, I this happened and that happened. And boy, when I first got on TV to talk about the book, this happened. And then so-and-so called me and oh my gosh, it was just to die for. So they can visualize themselves telling me, looking back and telling me what they experienced. So it's like going into the future and then looking back and telling me what you see. What happened with your book? How did it go? What did your publisher say? What did that review say that was so great? How did, you know, Oprah get her hands on it? Whatever, that's a big dream, I know. But the thing is, if you can visualize it, if you can see it, you can be it. If you can believe it and you can keep that vision high and you keep visiting it throughout your book publishing journey, you can make it so. You'll be amazed at all the things that line up just so that you can have your vision fulfilled. But you have to come from a place of seeing that vision already fulfilled, feeling already what you know that book feels like, or when that happens, or when that vision is fulfilled, what takes place. I can't tell you how many great places I've been to lunch, by the way, from all my clients who've gone through this exercise. <laughs> it's been a lot of great fun. I've had a lot of good eating, let me tell you. <laughs> there is, um, there are lots of other ways that once you've got your vision in mind and you've got your book ideal, um, you know that ideal situation for how your book is going to roll out, who it's going to impact, all the people that are going to get a hold of that book. There are other ways to keep that manifestation going, to, to inspire you to keep moving. And there's one technique that I just heard about recently from one YouTuber um, who uh, talked about a gossip technique. Uh, Joseph... A lie, I think was his name. He's a YouTuber. But it's also a technique that's used in like uh, childhood behavior. You know, child psychology, promoting positive behavior with gossip. And I think it's a really cool concept to use when we're talking about using our minds to create our vision of reality, right? So... In this case, they say that when parents um, gossip, quote unquote, about their kids, good things, you know, praising them in some way or another so their kid can overhear it, that they tend to take that to heart more than if you just told them. So if you say, oh, Tommy, you did such a great job on your report. Yeah. He may say, okay, thanks, Mom. But then when Tommy hears you on the phone talking to your mom or whatever and say, oh, my God, Tommy did such a great job on this report. It just made me so excited and so proud. I was so happy for him. Tommy over there is probably bursting with pride, excited, and really taking that to heart because now he overheard it. You're not just trying to butter him up and saying, oh, yeah, everything you, you say, everything I do is good, mom, whatever. You're not buttering him up because you're telling somebody else. So 
we tend to believe things that we overhear more than those that are just told to us, right? So it's the same kind of thing that you can do with your manifesting. You can visualize in your mind's eye, here's your book project, right? You can visualize a, I don't know, a, a top uh, TV celebrity, I don't know, saying, I, when I read this book by so-and-so, it just made my heart sing. Or seeing uh, your local newscaster say, oh, and our great author right here in our own community has this terrific book that I think everybody should read. When you visualize other people talking about and praising your book or the work that you presented, then you can get a little more excited about the prospect of that becoming true. So I, I thought that was a, a cool way of taking your book vision to the next level. Another way that you can create a vision for your book is to create a vision board. You could have images, for example, of you signing books and there's a huge line of people waiting. You can see the pen or the marker that you're using. Gee, is it gold? Is it black? Is it blue? What color is it? And, you know, see the color that you're using to sign your books with and see how you write your signature. Heck, you can even practice and play with that and write your signature on your vision board. Figure out the things that you want to say when you're signing your book. What is the common thing? You know, oftentimes you'll see authors with this, you know, a certain saying that they use when they sign their books for you, unless you tell them to do something specific. So visualize, have these images of yourself as that successful author in whatever way that means for you. Your success may be defined as the thousands of people that are impacted and have better health as a result of your book. Your success may be the hundreds of thousands of dollars you have in your bank account because you were able to ca capture new clients and leverage your book to find new revenue streams. Your success may be the history that your family now has that they never knew about before and now they have something to pass down to generations. So whatever your success is to you, that's what you want to visualize. That's what you want to capture in uh, images on a vision board, perhaps. But if you want to take that vision board to the next level, you could make a mind movie with music and images and video clips that joyfully express your vision. And one way to do that is with mind movies, you could go to tanyaloves.me forward slash mind movie. I'll put a link in the show notes as well. But it's actually a program that I'm an affiliate of because I do love my movies. I've used them. I've listened to them. I love them. And it helps you to just create the image that you want, the feelings that you want to feel. It helps you to express that so that then you can keep that vision in front of you. Whatever it takes for you to have that mental practice to 
see and rehearse your future in your imagination today, that is something that you want to do. Mental practice is so powerful. You'll find articles in magazines like Psychology Today or Psychology or Sports Psychology magazines and things of that nature that may have something that says like, quote, mental practices are almost effective as true physical practices. So that means the exercise you do in your mind, visualizing your success, seeing your vision come to pass, those mental exercises where you are engaging your mind in the practice of doing whatever it is that you perceive yourself to want to be doing, then you can make happen. And it is as nearly as effective as if you were physically doing it. So for example, you know, you heard stories oftentimes with athletes and uh, people who are runners and they're winning races. They visualize themselves running those races. And because they're actually in the mental practice of it, they're doing a mental rehearsal of it. The muscles are moving. The brain is firing the same way. The muscles are firing the same way as if they were physically running that race. And more and more studies are showing where you can improve a physical activity through mental exercise. So there are some studies where they show, you know, you can... uh, I I read one many years ago about uh, free throws, you know, basketball. You throw it, you're at the free throw line. There are people who are practicing and literally throwing the free throws. They're in on the court with a real ball and throwing it. Then there are people who are just mentally throwing the basketball. They're not there on the court, not doing it physically, but they're really mentally rehearsing. And then there are people who are doing both, who are actually physically throwing it, but they mentally rehearse before they do their practice. And they show that those who mentally rehearsed and those who mentally rehearsed and practiced did better than those who just practiced. So when you can get your mind moving in the direction that you want to go, and you can rehearse and practice being there, seeing that, feeling that, doing that, then your your mind-body connection is just like your brain tries to do whatever it takes to make it so. It wants to improve your three throw, your your free throws percentage. It wants to make you a better basketball player or whatever. But it also wants to make you that awesome author that you intend to be. It wants to help you to create that awesome book that you're striving for. So when you can do a mental rehearsal of something that you are shooting for, one thing that's so nice is you can do all of it. I mean, you combine all of your senses in a very vivid image of your desired experience and practice it in your mind rather than physically. 
and you build on this and you keep yourself doing this. You watch others do it. You uh, watch um, what it is that you are uh, visualizing. You see other people doing it well or accurately or whatever. And that also helps you to mentally rehearse that. Another thing that can help support all of that is positive self-talk. And sometimes that is not just the affirmation. Sometimes that is like a, a form of instruction while you're doing something successfully. So as you are approaching the, you see yourself approaching the podium to do a speech about your book and a reading from your book. I bet this is a fear for a lot of people. A lot of people, right? The number one fear is speaking in public, right? They'd rather be dead than <laughs> be on stage. The fear of death is not as strong as the fear of public speaking, right? So some authors are afraid that if they go up on stage, they, they have the book that they're going to read a part of, you know, that they'll stumble over their words or they won't speak correctly or they'll mess up. And that's not the vision you want to have of that, right? You want to have a vision where you go up there and you are confident and you are poised and you read your excerpt from your book with ease and the crowd just roars, right? Just see yourself up there sharing your book with the world and having them smile and receive it and clap and applaud you. That's the vision you want to hold. That's the one you want to practice. And when you do practice that, then it's going to be muscle memory when it comes time to actually do it. Because your brain's already been there. It knows what to do. It's already informed your body what it needs to do. So now all you have to do is go up there and do it. So awesome how strong and powerful our mind is. But when you train it through mental rehearsal, visualization, setting that vision and then seeing it come to pass again and again, whew, it's only a matter of execution then. And you hear, you know, golfers use this all the time before they putt and hit the ball. They visualize themselves making it into the cup. Olympic skiers, you know, they visualize. They're watching themselves and feeling themselves navigating the slopes before they put on their skis. They're watching themselves shish boom down the hills. Basketball players, you know, LeBron James did this with uh, Bob Rotella, visualizing himself making those three-pointers. And now he's, you know, a dynamic basketball player. So you see these things, you do your mental rehearsal, you visualize, you create that vision of what you want to see of your ideal book experience, of your uh, publishing experience, your book launch experience, your marketing experience, all of that. See it so that you can be it, right? Here's a, a, a quote from uh, The Secret of Mind Power in NLP. They said, so don't be one of the masses who talk and visualize themselves out of the running before the party's even started. Instead, be determined to succeed at the outset 
make sure you do the work, and then every spare minute you have, see yourself succeeding. Isn't that better than seeing yourself as a failure? See yourself succeeding. You got this. Create a vision for what you want in your life as an author to look like. What do you want that to look like? How do you want to feel? What do you want to do? And who do you have to become to make it happen? See it, believe it, and then be it. That is top 10 tip number two. Create a vision. It's time now for our abundant author affirmation. Write it down if it resonates with you. Post it wherever you'll see it and say it throughout your day to keep your heart happy and your subconscious mind aware of it. I set my vision, see it constantly before me, and joyfully pursue it each day. I set my vision, see it constantly before me, and joyfully pursue it each day. And with that, we are complete. If you want to talk about your vision or you need help believing it, request a, a phone consultation with me. Uh, go to tanyaloves.me forward slash talk to Tanya. Or you can just share and celebrate your vision with me by uh, emailing me at podcast at writesomethingworthy.com. And for those, use the subject line visions so I know to look for it. It'll help me to find it. I would love to celebrate your vision with you. And I want to know where I'm going to lunch next. <laughs> uh, thank you so much for listening today. I appreciate you and I hope you have enjoyed our session today. Bye now. You've been listening to the Write Something Worthy podcast. If you've enjoyed today's episode, please leave a review on Apple Podcasts or email us your feedback at podcast at writesomethingworthy.com and we'll catch you next Word Worthy Wednesday.